You're listening to The Broken Meeple Show, a podcast that speaks passionately about board games for the benefit of those who play them. My name's Luke Hector, best known for The Broken Meeple YouTube channel, and I'm an everyday gamer just like you. And I'll be talking about reviews, top tens, and just about anything that connects me to board games, as long as I have a tea or coffee in hand, that is. So grab a cup, relax, and enjoy. And remember, it's only a game. Hey everyone, Luke Hector here from The Broken Meeple. Uh, This is a bit of a, shall we say, a more impromptu intro and outro for this because this is a very special episode and I need to try and get on with this a little bit quickly, otherwise this episode is going to go on for many years and days. Basically, what this is, is a bumper episode. I did a a chat over Skype with Jeremy Howard. Now, if you don't know who Jeremy Howard is, he used to do a channel, or he may still do a channel, called Jambaya Plays Games. However, more recently, at least since 2009, Jeremy Howard, uh, this chap right here, you can see, never not smiling in any photo he's in, uh, has basically been now on Man vs. Meeple, and most people will have heard of this channel on YouTube. Does a lot of solo plays of various games, and I mean, I would certainly say that his videos, much like I would like to say about mine, do deserve more views than just 1500 for what is a pretty well done quality solo play of various games, like in this case, Atlantis Rising 2.0, which, um, you know, Spoiler alert, it's a really good game and the solo mode's pretty solid in it as well. So by all means, I suggest you check out uh, Jeremy Howard on Man vs. Meeple and even the old channel Jambalaya Plays Games and just get to know the guy because I've never met possibly a more like passionate happy person to chat to about games you know regard you know regardless of what might go on in the rest of his life when he's talking about games he's just the most cheerful person in the world and it's a pleasure to chat to him. And basically what happened was we got talking on a board game reviewer Facebook chat, and this was kind of at the stage when I was refreshing the channel. And he said, you know, oh, we should totally do a chat at some point, you know, talk and play game, you know, talk and talk about games. But I was a little bit afraid at first because it's been ages since I put a guest on the podcast. Because the problem is, is that I don't know how to do it properly, how the professionals do it, not to mention the editing to do a multi-person podcast is a nightmare because constantly I'm plagued with audio recording other person's audio in the background and it just makes editing a nightmare. And it was for this episode as well. Well, you know, if people... First off, actually, I'll get on that later. But basically... We thought, all right, well, let's do it. So I planned it, and I thought, right, okay, I'm gonna on this date, we're gonna do it. Got a bit confused with time zones. Uh, apparently, the US has about five different time zones I have to deal with, and it's an absolute nightmare trying to convert it to GMT and getting it right. But we were able to do it. However, I am going to preface a few things about this uh, recording. First off, this took place in the middle of Virtual GridCon on the Saturday. I had already taught three games during the day on Tabletop Simulator to people, and I had two more to do that day. Then, and and this was bang smack in the middle of it, the game beforehand ran late. So I was already in a bit of a stress. Oh my god, you know, we got I got to get hold of him, you know, let's do this because this was very informal arrangement. This was a case of, look, at this time we'll be ready, get in touch with me. It's not like we had a planned Zoom meeting for this sort of thing. And the bigger issue I had was that as I was, you know, trying to oh, I got to get around getting all this. Oh my god, no. Uh, I had 
so many problems played because I had to set this laptop up. I put the microphone on. It, you know, well, first of all, I had the time zone issue. Like, oh, hang on, is we meant to do this now? Oh, it's another hour's time. Okay, cool. We're going for running night. We need to go move on. And then I set the laptop up, put this microphone in. Didn't work. For whatever bizarre reason, the microphone decided it didn't want to work, no matter what I did. The one time it doesn't work. And then I thought, right, I've got to go back to the main PC. Well, I'm going to have to get Skype on there then. Or do I have Skype on this one? Oh my, why didn't I think of this? So I had to get the headset on that one and, and use whatever software I had to record the screen. That, oh, it was just a disaster. Thankfully, though, Jeremy's a, like, a nice guy. So he, he wasn't put off by the fact that my organization was a total shambles. But it basically meant that I had to do this on my main PC hence the horrible backdrop of all my uh, recording equipment, and using my headset, which means the audio isn't quite as clear as this one is. But it's still decent. It's still decent enough. But we also recorded each other's audio, and I recorded the desktop audio via the screen. Problem is, the desktop audio is not great, and as much as each of us recorded our own audio really good, the problem is, is that when you do that, for some reason it picks up the audio of the other person. It's aggravating. So honestly, if any of you out there are experts with Skype calls or Zoom calls or anything like that, and you can tell me how people like Paul Grogan and everyone else seem to do it easily, how do you do it? What software do you use to record multi-person chat online on streaming or podcasts? What audio recording software do you use? I mean, I use Adobe Audition, some use Audacity, but you get the same problem. So is there a specific recorder for Skype and Zoom that can record the entire conversation in good audio without picking up the other person's speech? Because that was always a problem. I don't know how to get around it. And before I do any more guest podcasts, and I do, I do want to do guest podcasts. You know, I've already got plans to do some smaller creators in the future, but I need to know how to do it properly. So if you have any advice for me, by all means, please stick it in the comments below in the YouTube channel. I would very much like to hear about this because this is a big learning curve. But we still had a good chat, a long chat, a very long chat. We talked for about 90 minutes in total over the course of this conversation. And we talk about everything from board games to how much I love Portal to how much he loves uh, Chip Fury games to Awaken Realms to uh, like theme in games, to why people rag on people for hating on a game, to cats, to relationships. He even makes a comparison to me of like Battle Cat and Cringer from He-Man. I mean, we go through just about every topic you can think of in this conversation. And it was some of the most fun I've had talking to someone about board games. It really was. If we can do this again in the future in a better, more organized fashion, I would love it. But I had to trim the video a little bit because I was trying to make these episodes about 30 minutes long and 30 minutes is what I want to do for most of these episodes but I have to accept that occasionally a video is going to go longer and there was so much good stuff in this conversation I didn't want to cut it down to 30 minutes and with that being said I kind of wanted to have the whole episode but I didn't want to string it out over three weeks either I did a poll on YouTube about this and most people said just release the whole episode we'll listen to it all well and good so I'm taking it from you guys at least 60 70 percent of you said do it this way so I'm doing it this is almost the full conversation I say almost I didn't start the screen recorder until about 10 minutes into the conversation so I trimmed off the first 10 minutes which was mainly just hellos la 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 whatever and hence I'm doing this intro to show you you know Jeremy Howard himself so at least you actually know who I'm talking about but I also uh I think 
But I also trimmed off a bit off the end when we were just saying goodbyes and that. And I felt like, all right, we're getting to a good point. I can wrap up here. So we've got a good 75 minutes still of conversation for you to listen to. And it doesn't drag. Trust me. You know, we're getting on. We're having a laugh. We're just, I mean, honestly, I'd love to play games with this chap in real life. It would be so much fun. I don't care if it's Mage Knight. <laughs> so I would happily play this. I would play Mage Knight with him just because I know we would have a blast. So I thought this was a great conversation to have. I hope you guys do as well. I'm just going to literally like zoom out here and play the conversation from start to finish. You will see mostly Jeremy Howard in the picture and me in the corner on the webcam screen. And I've done my best to sync the audio up so you can get us both in real time, which is good. But like I say, the audio is not as brilliant as I would like it to be as normal. You know, and that's mainly my fault, not Jeremy's. So... You know, but it's still pretty good. I think I've done a good job in the editing room to improve the audio, but also to get rid of some of the like echoey noise or anything like that. So hopefully you guys like it fine. You know, so don't expect that to be the norm. In the future, with some tips from you guys, I'm going to do a lot better with this. Other than that, uh, some basic updates to the channel. I have not forgotten. I am going to try and do a stream at some point. I want to try and do a stream by the end of July. And there's still time. There's still 11, you know, 20 days left of, was it? No, 12 days left of July. So I can still do one. I'm just very scared about doing the first one in case it all goes to pot. But I will try and get something in the diary and arrange a time to say, look, on this evening, I'm going to be here. And I'll literally just do it as a test stream i've done some private streams and they've gone okay but private is no substitute for trying to do it publicly so i will do a test stream at some stage i will get you guys in and it will just be a q a q a test so you can just chat to me i'll talk we'll have fun we'll just have a good polite conversation and i'll keep in touch with the chat and i'll see if i can get myself into a kind of style that i want to do these streams in and by all means you're more than welcome to come at me with you know tips on how to improve it you know how to manage the chat better how to you know set up the stream video and audio wise and you know we can talk about ideas that i could do for streaming i mean i've got a webcam here i've also got another logitech webcam on the main pc i could hijack it have two webcams and that might allow me to do some solo plays, you know, maybe a Arkham Horror the Card game, a, a few mini solo games, Empires, and you know, stuff like that. I'd like to do that because I think that's what's missing from my channel. Some good, just general time with me. And I really want to get streams going because it's one thing to say, please support my channel, please find me on Patreon, etc. When you're just talking to me on a flat screen, but for you to actually get in touch with me and talk to me in person, get to know me better as a, like, who am I? I feel that's what's missing from the channel. And in this day and age, with isolation being a big thing, I think it's kind of more warranted than ever. And in fact, Jeremy and I actually go into this in a bit of detail during it about, you know, what I want to do with the streaming and my fears of starting it off, you know, and he's very reassuring as to like the confidence factor of like, come on, go do it, go do it, be yourself. And it's like, fantastic. I couldn't ask for better advice. So that's in the works. I will get something down. Hopefully you'll be able to attend. I have to deal with GMT time zones. So we're talking a weekday evening, maybe a weekend evening. And for me, that's going to be seven o'clock, probably eight o'clock, seven o'clock uh, GMT time. So whatever that translates to in the US and overseas, we'll have to see. But obviously I can't do a podcast at three o'clock in the morning here. It's kind of impossible. So time zones, it's a pain. But hopefully you'll be able to attend. Anyway, I'm rabbiting on too long. Let's get on with it. So without further ado, I present to you, Jeremy Howard. So what themes do you jive with that like automatically just get you like, ooh, yeah. Or, you know, like, 
because I feel like you because I feel like you and I have this thing where it's just gameplay everything. But when you go, you go deep. I can tell when there's like one that's just like got you tingling, you know, like and you start talking and going on and on about the theme, on and on about the theme. And I'm like, wow, he really is digging this. But you are like such a gameplay person. I know that. But I've seen some that you've like, I'm like, damn, he really like went to the history books and shit like that. Like, you know? so what is it? Like, what are your themes that like ignite you? I don't tend to go much for the historical ones, funny enough, but uh, there. The, I mean, superheroes is my favorite theme that I've come across. Sentinels is still one of my favorite games I play and the superhero theme just gets because that, that drives into my TV and movie taste as well. Watching anything Marvel and DC related. Right. Uh, Cthulhu, if it's done right... I do like not not all of it. If you paste it on a game, I'm not a fan. But I still have the LCG, the the Mansions of Madness, and a couple of other ones. Okay. I, know, I know you hate the LCG, but um, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I got feelings. I got feelings. Was that one? <laughs> uh, but but the others, I mean, the themes kind of mixed. I don't think necessarily think there's a specific theme I go mad for. I mean, I do like some spacey games like Empires of the Void. Okay. If it's rich, Lord of the Rings, I quite like a lot. Um, yeah. I like the movie, so the LCG and a few other Lord of the Rings games. I love pirate yeah. stuff, and, and like most of those games suck. <laughs> like, they do, like, sadly, they do. Like, I tell people, I'm like, geez, I'm like, think of five really good pirate games. Like, you can think of a lot of different genres, and it's like, give me five. You would defend your honor, protecting, like, you would say, these five games are clutch. Not like, okay i mean like you can think of a lot of genres and you can say hey like these are like i can't even think of five it'd be like 10 15 deep cthulhu with all the cthulhu trash games you still could come up with 10 that are definitive right but like for some reason man like pirates it's dicey (laughs) pirates is pirates is kind of gone weird you get ones like libertalia and a few others that don't that they feel like they could be anything as well as pirates yeah so to create Uh, You yes. need a thematic game that is about going around plundering each other and battling stuff. And apart from if you're going to play maybe like the two-player miniature ones, like uh, uh, what was that two-player head-to-head miniatures one? You were on ships each. Uh, oh, rum, rattle, oh. rum and Bones? Yeah, Rum and Bones Second rum Tide and, and all that. Okay. Lot. You know, so you've got ones like that, even though they dress the theme up in there. But a lot of the other pirate games, yeah, they, they don't seem to do that sort of plundering thing they might have oh you're a pirate ship and you've come across something else <laughs> but yeah. you're not necessarily yeah. going up against each other i mean jamaica i guess yeah 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 i was you know um what was that damn game that i played recently and i i was just so angry that they missed it um was it, it was a pirate game? miniatures game and it had like it was by van Ryder brought it over and uh it hurt me i mean like it hurt me um because it like had everything and oh my god why can't i think of this game uh and it cost me a hundred dollars <laughs> i should never forget it i'm trying to think uh, i mean they, they did the detective one for a hundred bucks no, but, um... they brought they brought a game over from a company and uh i was so excited and i just want to i can't remember if it's i just can't remember what it is but i i'll, I'll, I'll search for it while we're kind of talking here but what i've seen what what that game did jeez i can't remember why because i would remember the most torturous rule books i ever read it basically didn't describe a phase in the game and that was like how you fight oh right that's <laughs> so, <not> why. <laughs> so i just decided to delete like hey how you play this entire phase of the game and uh that really made me angry because i was just like you know you miss uh, the opportunities pirates with the great the pirates the great chase was that it 
no, 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 no. Let's see. I can probably scroll back and find it somewhere. It's Pirate um, City of Skulls. Skull Tales. Skull Tales. It's called Skull Tales. That's what it's called. Rings a bell, but I don't think I've heard of uh, it much. Okay, so I want you to look this up. Not when you're when you're on the pod, but like we, I want you to look it up. And you look at it, and you're like, oh, my God, they have it right. You can be on the boat and have battles. You can get on the land, and you're, like, getting on there with your crew, going to find treasure, fighting through scenarios. There's 24 scenarios in the box. You're like, sounds good. Right, I know. Like, And then you start reading the book, and you're like, what? Am I reading this game? Who wrote this rule book? Am I reading a game? Am Am I reading a game? Am I still reading a prototype? And then you're just like offended and angry, <laughs> and you know. And then you do the BGT thing. You go to the erratas, you go to like everything, and then you realize you have an extra twelve pages, and you're frustrated. <laughs> and uh, you try to play a game, and you realize you're maybe not playing the game. And you contact the publisher, and they can't make it better. <laughs> so you know, once you start using your contacts, you're like, oh, I'll contact the publisher, and they go like. Well, we sort of can't figure it out either. And I'm like, oh, man. But it's your game. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I you well, no, it over, it's, yeah. yeah that's the thing. They got it because they loved it. And more than likely, the person taught them how to play it. And they were really they were confident in it enough to bring it here because it does look badass on paper. Like, it is. And when you play it at a convention, you will love it. But then you get... You get duped when you take it home and do it on your own. Well, if they brought it over, then they probably went, oh, we've been taught this. It's really good. Right. Let's take your game, ship it off to everybody else. Um, Did anyone read the rule book? Nope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Might want to touch that. But yeah, I heard they didn't want to touch the rule book again, the, uh, the, the former publisher, because they have the rights to do that unless they give it to the, pu- the other publisher that buys it. So yeah, they, they just basically were like, no, we're not touching the rule book again. It's good. They got that money already. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> we're done with this game. No one's heard of it. We're going to go with it. They also did a really good game called Frontier Wars, which is a, a really good um, like fighting game. So like, yeah, they did a really good like little war game, and I'm usually not into that kind of stuff. So they're they're on my like in between list, which is always a fun spot for a publisher. Like, and you have this thing of like I've been burned before by them, but then they made a game decent enough to where you're kind of like in between, you but, know? No, there's no perfect publisher. So. <laughs> no, there's no perfect publisher, but like you know, there's ones that like just you're like, wow, they just ship good stuff, like. To me, chip theory games is like perfection. Like they just ship good games. They ship high quality games. And even if you're not a fan of them, they're still good design and they maybe just fall off or taper off for you. That's how I feel. So with them, you've got Too Many Bones, Cloud Spire. What else have they done? All right. So they have Too Many Bones, Cloud Spire, and Hoplomachus. Those are going to be their three big titles. Hoplomachus is, was the gift that keeps on giving. Um, soft detail uh, for you. Soft detail. You ready? You ready? <laughs> oh, little, little birdie turns turns and leans into you and says, <laughs> "Tweet, yo, tweet." Um, <laughs> that's what the bird says. Tweet, yo, tweet. <laughs> oh boy. Um, new Hoplomachus, man. New Hoplomachus. So get ready. Just get ready. New Hoplomachus coming. So I'm really excited about that. Um, it's a game. It's one of their games where they didn't go back to the well and just keep updating it, updating it. They sort of have. They sort of have. They added more like factions and stuff to it, which yeah. really could yeah. just be filler for extra bucks, right? But, um, I mean, even, <laughs> I'm devaluing design work, but I'm just saying like they just added some extra chips. Here's some extra chips that we, we finished years ago, and here they are. Um, but, <laughs> you want more chips? We're called Chip Fairy. Yeah, you some want chips. chips? We'll give you more chips, uh, and we'll pack it with these premium chips, and then that's thirty bucks. Take it. Um, but uh, they they really 
had an opportunity to do something big, and I'm glad they are because they got three maps, you got three different full games, and now it's like this is the only game where they haven't gone like, hey, get rid of everything, and like get this. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see this project. Actually, I should say the other way around. It's their first project where they say, hey, like this is 2.0, you know. And I want to see what that product looks like uh, because yeah. they have such detail with CloudSpire. And they do it right, even when they fix it, like when they add things to it, they do it right, you know. Um, so I'm, you know, and they've paid, they paid their dues. They've, they've paid their dues to prove, uh, prove themselves. Unlike other publishers, don't get me wrong. Some of them, not so great at it, you know, or not so great at communicating what they do. Awakening Realms is another one. They do a great job with their games. And they do a great yeah. job of making things right in the customer service level and the experience. I don't know them personally that well, but uh, I like that. I support publishers, but I also support the people behind them. If the people suck. Yeah, Chip <laughs> Free, I don't know a lot about. I've only met them briefly. And even then, uh, Too Many Bones is on my wish list to try. It was on a recent top 10. It, like, uh, the, games, uh, the game uh, escaped me. Well, the only time I had a chance to even get it was it involved me having to spend like nearly 150 quid at an expo yeah. to, to get the whole lot. And it's like, I kind of want to try it first. <laughs> I don't want to... Yeah be oh, like God. fork out the money but but when oh, i did oh. that video a lot of people did go in the comments and say oh you need to try that oh. because it's geared for you like this is a it, game you need to is. find and it probably will it be is. It, oh. it's high on the list um but i'm also Ooh. waiting for on that same list there was a game called street masters where oh where it was oh I'm making a lot of noises sorry <laughs> it's like bad noises <laughs> like, yeah i know how dare you like that game? um but People, I had that one hard on this as well because every time I kept talking about Sentinels, everyone kept asking, "Have you tried Street Masters?" It's like I'm in the UK, we've not even heard of that game. But yeah. now somebody on who watches my show has painted up a few of the models in it, had a spare copy that he got for cheap with a couple of yeah. bits in it. He's mailing it over to me for me to try it. Oh, dude, you are going to let me tell you something, dude. Let me tell you. <laughs> not now, the birdie is just not you know the birdie here. <laughs> Birdie's gone full gone. street on you. <laughs> Birdie has gone full street. Um, yo, dude, this this game. Okay, so this is what I like about Street Masters, and I can tell like I wouldn't want to play Sentinels. I haven't played Sentinels on Multiverse, but I can tell like this is where I want to be. Like with Street Masters, um, it plays great solo. It is absolute garbage beyond two players. Like it just takes too long. Yeah, solo is the intention for it. <laughs> right, it's solo, but that's the best part. It's a great. 30 to 45 minutes solo and it's a gift that keeps on giving because all the decks are so different and you're building different engines with them and it's a very pleasing game because it has a simple dice mechanic to it and it has exploding dice that happen happen more often yeah. but the combination of you playing your guy playing a, a guy or gal you playing a, a different villain and you playing a different board which all have their own decks and their own yeah. goals so like it's like the the, the villains have a, a motivation and their way their thugs react and they have a different squad that's crazy to me so it's like not even you have different games you also have different squads with them and then you have six stages they all have different goals and you can mishmash those together and then you have your character and their puzzle of their hand and it's just like oh my god who doesn't sign up for this 
You know, who doesn't sign up for this fiddliness? You know, <laughs> it, it's it's on that list though. But the thing is, Sentinels has an element of that fiddliness as well because again, yes. you've got heroes, unique decks, unique villain, and there is a bit of admin bookkeeping in it, which people call call it out on. It's like, yeah, I never say the game is perfect. <laughs> Just I've gotten I've gotten used to it over times. But no, I'll look forward to that one coming over. Um, just going back to the whole publisher thing of Sinair. Uh, I mean, every publisher I can think of has either not released enough games to warrant it or has messed up at some point. I mean, Awaken Realms is really good, but I've not played Hellas. Um, I do love this War of Mine. And I, um, what was the recent? I know I've backed like Aoife Fields and some of their new stuff, the Great yeah. Wall and that. So I'm looking forward to the rest of their stuff. And Tainted Grail's good. Nemesis. Okay, so I was gonna say, did you play Nemesis and Tainted Grail? I have Tainted Grail. Nemesis, my friend has, and I have played it, and I do like that one. And I did back the recent All In to sort okay. of go. All right, I want my own stuff with Lockdown now. So yeah. yeah. Oh man. So so far, I'm liking their stuff, but it's what three games I think I've played. Same goes for things yes. like Mind Clash games. You know, I love all three games they yeah. put out, but they have only put out three games. But I mean, come on, let's okay. Let's, it's let's a good be, start. It's a good start, right? Like, front, it's yeah. a good start. But like, we're talking about like how deep those experiences are. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do they stick with you? Like, Tricarian is not like Tricarian. You can't be just like. I mean, and this is how I see it. It's like that's why you have to play if you're going to cover games. Sometimes I tell people like, unless the experience was trash, or it was like so great, like the in between is is just like playing the game enough times where you feel it, like you're like, okay. Like Tricarian is, it's a hard experience to get to the table. So yeah. whether you like it positively or not, I can understand why you're like, if especially if you don't like it, you're out, right? But like, that's an experience game. Like now, yeah. like, you are not just playing Tricarian. Like, you're not like, this is not just a normal game night, right? Um, now, when you play, uh, what's the name, Anachrony, yeah, that's that's the thing. It's an experience. Now that one's a little bit more of a game. It's just that like you're you're gonna put a lot of effort into what's going on because there's a lot of you know a lot of management and stuff like that. That game is these two games so far we're talking about are you know big payoff games as I tell people like the experience yeah. is very deep, but they did such a great job of paying it off that the time passes even though it's a long game. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've, I've played some long games where. Things like Dominant Species and a few others, where it's like this is a three to four hour game, and my god, does it feel like three to four hours? Right. <laughs> but those, right, those right, three Mind Clash right. ones have been great. Chakarion is typically played with a couple of friends of mine who they they like the Mind Clash stuff as well. And every time we play it, it does feel like the movie The Prestige. Is the best way yeah. I describe it. <laughs> yeah. It is that movie in a board game. And yeah. we've done a lot of different combos against each other, and they still haven't forgiven me for when I screwed them over in one game but <laughs> you know do you know those little, you know those old prophecy things yeah yeah the, um, there was one in particular where i already had the lead by the last round but not by loads and a prophecy was incoming that nerfed everybody's guy to one power so like oh, every single right. dude was one power so i deliberately on the on the previous round put it to there because i figured well i'm already ahead <laughs> so, and they've never forgiven me for that which oh is rightly so Anachrony is brilliant, yeah. I mean, I still go giddy over that time travel mechanic because I think that's the one game that gets time travel and the theme correct. It's like it's it, it's yeah. it's so like I was just talking about this. Uh, we were talking about like top five. I think it was worker placement games, and I was just like, you you won't play a game like that. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's absolutely ridiculous how unique that game is. Like, yeah. even, like, what you're doing in the base of the game, like, the base idea of what you're, <clears throat> it's 
not just the fact that this time travel mechanic exists, it's the high stakes of the game. It's gonna go sideways. It's gonna explode. What am I doing to prepare for this? I gotta send these people out. When I send them out, they get exhausted. Like they, you know, like they get exhausted. Plus I need to like create this lab tech that I got going on over here. You know, like I gotta create, you know, like get an engine going. I don't have a lot of time. Oh, but, even, but I even need to borrow way. time. That's the cool part. It's like, oh, but I need to borrow this. You know, like, and that is so cool. That is so cool. Uh, here's my army of workers. Some of them will stay at the lab. Some of them, right, get in this nice cool mech and go out. Yeah. What's the mech for? Hey, it just looks cool. Deal with it. It's just, on the board. Yeah. What are we talking about? What are you talking yeah. about? That's what I tell people. Like, what are you talking yeah. about? Have you seen these mechs? <laughs> and the time travel things are icing on the cake that it works so well. But it, it kind of sort of thinks that debt in real life is basically just time travel. <laughs> so, yeah. I went to the bank to borrow 500 quid. Right, well, where's that 500 quid come from? Well, you took it from yourself in the future. you got to pay it yes. back eventually. <laughs> it's like, all debt is time travel. We just won't even reveal it. <laughs> that's, 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 what really goes on in Fort Knox and Bank of England. Like, right. That's so on point, dude. You so killed that one right there. But, uh, and, then, and then even from the Anachrony one, uh, Cerebria, have you played that one? No, so no, I have not. That's unfortunate for me because it's one of those games. You know how you have a game where you constantly have it in your cart or you forget about it when you want to buy another game? Like, and it's not on your wish list for some reason. And you're like sitting there thinking like, I so want to buy another game. I'm looking at my wish list. It's complete trash to me right now. I want to find that game and it should be that game. Yeah. And I mean, that sense, I mean, you talk about, you talk about rude. I'm going to do something very rude and put it in my cart right now for Noble Knight. I have a ton of credit. <laughs> After we're done, everything we've talked about, if you haven't bought it, you can get it now. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It's like, oh my God, I'm going to go. I got a ton of credit on, on Noble Knight. I'm going to oh, grab it. So, oh, is a good one. I mean, you talk about to carry on being an investment. Yeah, this one's an investment to get it to the table and learn it. The rule book's good, but you've got to absorb quite a bit. But the other thing is that you can play it solo, which works quite well. But typically, mm -hmm. the way you will play it is two v two. Um, you can. Okay. There are rules to do mixed teams, especially if you get the balance expansion with it. But typically, you, you're aiming for a one v one or a two v two, and it's hard to get that set up for a lot of people, okay. um, especially oh, okay. if someone's got the advantage of the rules. But playing it, yeah, it's thinky. You've got a lot of options, and I think I suppose this ties back to that theme thing. If I can relate it to something else really well, that helps. Like an IP is easy. Lord of the Rings LCG. Well, there's Lord of the Rings. Right, perfect. Right, right. Um, Get or miss. Right? Yeah. So, um, Anachrony is basically every time travel movie you've ever watched. And Dracarion right. was prestige. Cerebria, I keep thinking of I keep thinking of Inside Out, the Pixar movie. You oh wait, wait. Luke, do you feel emotions? Do you feel all kinds of emotions when you play Cerebria? <laughs> Do you cry sometimes when you play Cerebria? <laughs> Not even if I'm playing, well, even if, I don't know. It depends if I'm playing that emotion. Because <laughs> you've got the you got the good ones and the bad ones. It is, you, right, everyone right. role plays. I mean, one person will play love and they're just all like making yeah. up cringy rom-com quotes or something. And, you know, I can play gloom or like misery or something. And it's just, I'll oh talk God. like Eeyore and just like, I'll see me mopey or Marvin, Marvin the Paranoid Robot. <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> So yeah, tell me a little more, Cerebia. Yeah. Um, well, you've got the good and bad emotions, and think of it as basically like inside out. Think of that whole dreamlike scape, um, okay. fictional landscape. Each one is sort of jesting for 
dominance over the other. You know, they're, they're, they're meant to be in balance, but, you know, the negative emotions want to be better and the positive ones meant to be better. There's no good or evil. It's just, it's emotions. You need both. Uh, the way it works is each of you has got one avatar emotion, um, like love and misery and stuff like that. And right. you've got these different locations around the, around the map that you can put other little minor emotions in. And these will be the special things like envy and aggression and a few of those yeah. bits. All of the artwork being this weird cartoony, surreal, cutesy thing. Like, I mean, you'll get enough enjoyment just looking at the pictures and going, what were they yeah. smoking when they came up with these designs? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, okay. but by putting these emotions out, you control specific areas. They've got special powers. You can even like trigger certain bonuses to like speed or was it speed or slow down the game if you like but you're all aiming to complete these objectives for like all right i need to be i need to control more of this than the opposing team or something okay and you've got secret ones that you know of but you've also got the public one that everyone knows of and the more as you go through the game you're basically building this tower up in the middle an obelisk in a sense and as soon as it caps off that's the end of the game and you and you score up based on how much of that tower is consisting of your team's color and the other one the opposing team's one it's it's hard to describe it on this otherwise we'd be here for another three hours but it it is one of like the more very unique thematic games i've played i mean being team-based the emotion thematic nature of it is something different Uh, it is meaty and heavy because yes but you but having the team aspect great because you can confer with you know, the person, yes, the opposing team can sort of hear it, but you're in your teams doing it. And huh? all the while you can upgrade your avatar in one of four different, like, I suppose you can call them tech trees in a sense, but basically four different rows oh. of skills. And yeah. you, you won't be able to do them all, but you do those. You've got your hand of cards with all the minor emotions to play and special power. There's, there's a ton of it in the game. And I think solo mode just puts you up against an AI. which Okay. Still well, well. Right. Which is fine because they have like Chronobot, and, you know, it works out really well with anachrony. So I'm I'm confident in that, you know, and, and as long as a game, especially when I play solo games, as long as they got like enough for me to suck at, I'm fine with it. Like, you know, like it's like make me work for it, man. You know, like that's all I ask. You'll do you that know? with Sabrina. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Like yeah. make me work for it. Make me make a whole bunch of choices where I can say, hey, this is the, you know, the 200 point where I made some mistakes. I'll try to clean it up next time. Uh, or I'll play with, you know, and then it's like, oh, but then I'll trick myself by playing a different, you know, different faction or something to kind of change it up because now I'm aware of how the game works. So it's like, you know, I like that puzzle constantly in a different solo game, but they do such a good job. I was so impressed with that Chronobot. Um, I have not played Tricarian Solo just yet, but I've been told it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I, the four hour mark is where mm-hmm. I... <laughs> That's the same for me. I've not. Yeah. The problem with those ones solo, I have done Chronobot. That was good. And I've done Cerebio yeah. solo. That was really good. I have no doubt that Tricarion on solo will be really good. But it's that investment again. Because as soon as I get it out, it's like, right, hang on. Let me unload it from this box. <laughs> That's a start. Yeah. Now I've got yeah. to remember how to play this. And then I've got to learn the solo rules on top. For a yeah. light game, that's easy. For a heavy game, it's like, no, this is my evening. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sacrificing I, my evening for this. <laughs> I saw uh, Paul. I saw Paul. Paul Grogan, if you're listening, um, do like a, a learn to to finish solo mode. And the video yeah. is like, I want to say it's like five hours. I, I can click on it and see right now. But it's like absolutely ridiculous how long it is. Because I was like, oh, is he really like learning from the beginning? Which is kind of cool. Uh, but 
I was just like, oh my god, I do not wish that upon any man ever. Yeah. So the game better be good for five hours. Yeah, but I'm just like, dude, I, but you then, are amazing for even trying yeah. it. But then Grogan goes yeah, for a lot of the train games, so... Minutes. Yeah, but then he goes for yeah, a lot of the train games, so I'm going to assume not as good. But just like... Yeah. But <laughs> we played too many bones together. Like, that was a, a, an yeah, awesome that was disaster. Better. It was an awesome disaster, because it was like... We were... <laughs> we went... No, it was. It was a beautiful disaster. Uh, because we spent like four hours together, and, you know, we had never really met. So we were, like, learning a game together... He, he thought I knew how to play like 100%. I was like, I haven't played this game in like a year, year and a half. But then we tried a newer version, the Undertow. He had never he had yeah. played it once. I had never played it. <laughs> then we tried the two new gear locks that came out, like that Wednesday, like that Tuesday, and it was Friday. And they happened to be like two of the most difficult ones. So then we had that, and then we tried to add all the stuff. So here we are trying to be big dogs, and we're, and we're just diving. We're failing like big time. And uh, thankfully, we had a playtester in the chat to just beat us up. And, and, and then he joined. Then he ended up joining. Oh. So then we, like, yeah, it, was, it ended up being awesome. It ended up being awesome, which is saved that's what by I'm the playtester. Dude, saved by the playtester, which yeah. was cool. Like, he was real cool, cleaned it up for us. He played, tested the new characters. It was so awesome. It ended up being like disaster to awesome. But that just goes to show you, like, way back when we first started, like, they don't the community doesn't care. They just want to enjoy and spend time with you. Mm. Uh, you know the person. You yeah, know? it's it's why I want to do streaming in the future because that will aid in that sense. Because I've got enough games that can be done solo, and I've been getting stuff set up for the uh, shall we say like new ways. I'm, tr I'm even taking a like course how to use OBS and things. So it's like work it up, and it will start doing things like that. Because even if even the streaming is just Q and A, I mean, I just want to be able to chat to a lot of people. Yeah. So you you would you would uh, you would kill it because people are gonna ask you the right questions that'll pull like you'll create whatever that is like for you because people ask you the right questions they'll get you going and you'll be like that felt good when they asked me this or like this is what I want it to be you'll find the format along the way it's just like starting a crappy blog you just kind of write stuff and then when people respond that's how you change yeah. you know like uh, you know whereas like YouTube you're just yelling out to the distance you have no freaking mm -hmm. idea if anybody's watching and then it happens right yeah and then it it's whatever that is, then you get an opportunity to respond. That could take a year, you know, like you don't even know. It's taking long enough now. <laughs> That's what I tell people. Like you could just be throwing words out there, and like you get sixty views, one one thing pops, and then now you're in it, you know. So yeah, it's that's an interesting breed. But the live stuff right now is it's so huge, man. You got to get in front of people more. They want to hear you, the person you know more now than ever times have just changed with it because i remember i think i've been doing this i'm getting on to about seven years now i've been doing a blog of some description youtube probably about five and okay. first it started up with just the written blog and that was all good and that was nice and simple then yeah. when i started doing a youtube it was slow you know a lot of people and, and to yeah. be honest it's still slow now i mean i just i just pushed past yeah. ten thousand subscribers but that's after five like five plus years you know, there oh, are people. There, there, there are people. You did, it. You did people. the work. Fuck that. No, don't do that to yourself. You did the work, dude. Don't don't all try to like cower in the corner, dude. You're battle cat. You're not cringer. You're battle. <laughs> you're you're fucking battle cat. So like, be battle cat. Like, well, just be like kind of humble battle cat. But like, be battle cat, right? Uh, you're no wee wee cat. You're, <laughs> you're a big cat. You know, like you did the work. That's why you crossed ten. That's why you crossed ten. It was you know. certainly a good feeling when it 
took place. But I mean, when I, when I started off, it was like, okay, few things gets done. Now it's built up to this. But when you compare a lot of the channels, the, the whole subscriber count doesn't matter too much anyway. Because what I like to check is the comment section. Because yep. I'll look on the video and they might have 20,000 subs. But then there's only so many comments that are more than just like great vid or yeah. something like that but then you go to a few which i've watched where oh yeah they've only got two three thousand subscribers or whatever but then i see a regular set of a good 30 40 people constantly asking yeah. decent questions it's like yeah you may not have the full widespread global subscribers base but you've got a diehard collection of good fans there that's and dude, that's, that's so that's better so to have because it's a conversation. Uh, Jesse talks. Jesse uh, Quackalo talks about that. It's like it should always be a conversation. I am so big about that. And even you know, I work for Man vs. Meeple. It's big. You know. Uh, you know. It's a little bit. You know. People have a like a, what our reputation is, and we're working to change that. But like, you got to be willing to have a. Con I told them when I joined. I'm like, you got to be willing to have a conversation. You got to be out there more. You got to express who you are. So let's get live so people know who we are. Like. And then they want to talk to you because YouTube may be the only way they ever talk to you. But they gotta want to talk to you. Like, like, great video. I I, used, I do this when I teach. Like when people say like I'm great or I'm good, and they love what I'm doing, it, it does feed my ego. I already have a big ego, dude. Like, I I'm okay. Like I know I'm good or okay. But I need to know things. Like I want to hear you talk to me, and I and I want like a YouTube comment that says like. Hey, I love that you talked about this, or I don't agree with you, da 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 da. So then we can have a conversation. That's what I'm looking for in the comments below. Yeah, it's like, I, it's like I am I am Battle Cat and Lino rolled into one. <laughs> right. yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm staple to Panthro and Uber and, Cat. Like, Cat. <laughs> like just lots of warriors and staple to Battle Cat. But uh, <laughs> somebody draw that, please. No, and I have send a, me a picture. Head, somebody draw that. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I got and like I'm like a chicken hawk, all kinds of stuff. Like I am literally like I have confidence. There's nothing you can do to shake my confidence. Yeah. But what you can do is have a conversation with me, so like we can engage whether we agree or disagree. That's what I'm so open to. That's what I'm the most open to. It's like if I suck, tell me I suck. If I'm it was good or this wasn't my best video, just tell me why. Um, but also let's talk about the game. Like let's talk about the game. Uh, because my world is not golden. My word is not golden. Like you can give me your own mini review in the comments. Then I can respond to that too. Like I, that's what I want YouTube commenters to know. Like, dude, respond. You know, write letters to the people. You know, write emails to the people when they give you your email. Like that gives people, like it gives you a different sense of worth when you do all this work. Yeah, you, know? I mean, you want patrons to, you know, when they say like, oh, you can submit stuff for Q and A. Please do. You know, yeah. you want to vote on the top 10 list too because then I can give the Patreon choice out for that. But even just the ones in the comments are great because I try, I mean, I know when you get to a certain level of comments, it's difficult to respond to everybody. Yeah. But yeah. there are times when I will just go, you know what, I've got a quarter of an hour, 20 minutes. I'm waiting for my friends to turn up for this. I'm going to go on the YouTube comments and just go through and respond yeah. to a bunch. And it is good to read a lot of them. And, you know, you get, I tell people like, you know, let me know what you like and don't like. And some people will do the constructive criticism thing. And most of the time I'm like, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> I'm working on it. Yeah. You know that will yeah. improve. One, one, like, once or twice they mentioned things where it's like, yeah, can't do a lot about that. You know because of the setup, but you know they're they're still nice about it. But I mean, the the troll thing I think kind of died after the first say halfway point of the blog so far. That there was an initial stage where there was that, but nowadays 
Not a lot, really. I mean, until you start yeah. hating on a specific game, you're usually pretty safe. But then right. that's kind of normal. <laughs> you hate but on you, anything. But, like you, but the thing is, is like, and we're going back to like where you're at this 10K. You're a battle cat. So like now you have your audience, dude. Like you have your audience. They, they're feeling what you are. And they're, they're just feeling what you're doing. And, but they also can be critical with you. And you hope yeah. that still. Like you still hope that. Uh, because, yeah. I mean, yes, everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid. Like I said, you got 10K. But we're also, you know, you're going to have the same amount of likes you know, on these videos. So it's not about that anymore. Now it's, a, well, I mean, algorithm wise it is, but I'm saying, you know, like now it's about like the relationship, the ongoing relationship, you know, like you and your, you knew, you and your lady or your man, you know, like, Hey, you got to talk to me. You got to let me know how I'm doing. You got to give me updates, you know, like you don't have to give me flowers. Just tell me how you feel, you know, in the comments. And it's like, tell me how you feel. Like, let's, you write your top 10, like, and I mean it. I want to see your top 10. It's like, boy, my fans don't even like the same games I like, and they like me. That's what I feel. You know, it's like, that's kind of cool. I get that on the top 10s a lot, and that's probably fine. Yeah. It's like, like, you know, do you agree with these? Do you think they're rubbish? Put them in the comments, and let's find out. And yeah. it, there'll be all bizarre. And I like reading what some of them do. And some of the comments do come back saying, it's like, I know that I disagree with most of the stuff in your top 10, but I enjoy watching you, so keep it up. It's like, that's about as perfect as you can get. Because that, that's that's perfection. Yeah. That's when you feel good, man. Yeah. That's when you feel real good. You know, like they, they used to be a thing with the troll thing where some comments would come back saying sort of things like this guy's projecting his opinion as like gospel, you know, like, or like yeah. you're like it's like your word stands or something, which is like the complete opposite of what I'm trying to do, because I, right. I never say that any reviewer's word is gospel. You know, right. they, I can review a game and say, this is what I think of it. Blah, blah, blah. Here's a rating you know why I like it. Somebody else reviews it and gives it a completely opposite rating or likes it for different reasons. And I tell people to yeah. go listen to multiple people to get an idea yeah. of what the game's about. And then you make your decision. You're the one who can tell me if Ticket to Ride's a game that you want to play. I can just tell you why I like it. If, right. if, if, if I've said something that's going to rub you the wrong way, you're like, oh, I'm not a big fan of uh, Pressure Luck. Uh, maybe I don't want to play Quacks or Quedlinburg. And it's like, well, then don't yeah. get Quacks or Quedlinburg. We, we, no, like... <laughs> we, we don't want to play Quacks or Quedlinburg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with no, it. No. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big Pe fan of uh, yeah. that, Tavers and Pe People are giving what? me like lighthearted jib at the moment because the the bonus vid I did recently for top 10 deck bag builders. Um, yeah. I mentioned on the tweet when I shared it out saying, there's one game in particular I have not mentioned. What one could it be? And yeah. I was thinking of a different game. And then they started coming out. It's like, okay, you mentioned that one, but what happened to Quacks? It's like, oh yeah. Uh, that would yeah. be in my teens. <laughs> it's like, it wouldn't make yeah. my 10. But it's like, <laughs> people thought I meant Quacks when I said, oh, there's one missing. It's like, no, no, no. All I right. meant Orleans. But fine. Yeah, right. Quacks could have fit. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, oh man, I'm telling you, man. It, it, but that's a fun conversation to have. Like, uh, when people don't necessarily like jive, you know, like that's the thing, your top 10, my top 10. And uh, we can have that conversation with our audience. That's what I tell people, like, is your top 10, my top 10. Like, I understand when I did top 10 games, like, I hate, I, like, I don't really hate those games. Like, I just don't like them. Like, I just actively don't like those games i'm not an anti-hype yeah. person because i really don't believe in hype like yeah. i just want it or i don't yeah so i wouldn't mind if you actually did hate the games i mean the ones i hate yeah, i do hate some games i'm just like <laughs> i like i don't want to play them again like yeah. i don't want to i don't feel the need to like play those games again like quacks is like 
a game that I should like a lot. And I, that's the thing. Usually these games are ones that I should like a lot. And they don't work. And I just go, guess what? I can play a game that works for me. That's bag building. And I don't want to play this one again. Like, I just don't yeah. need to. You know, like, I just don't yeah. need to. Well, we've got we got too many games as it is. I mean, I wish the industry would kind of slow down a little bit just to allow us to sort of like take a breather when new games come out like they used to. Now it's just kind of ridiculous but it does mean you don't yeah it's video junk at this point yeah but it is but you don't need to like everything i mean i've you know some friends i play with we do have fairly different tastes but there are some games we gel on this the same people that i love playing the mind clash stuff with where we can play those and have a fantastic time i know that they're also big train game fans they like they like playing steam and a few of the others and they know i cannot stand train games to save my life good yeah go play them with the people who like the train games then you'll enjoy it we'll come together when you want to play x games that we both like you know you don't have to like the same thing as everybody else i swear that i like train games on paper um i swear i do but i i swear i do but the only game that i can think of that has trains in it that i just love is uh trick of the rails which is like a card game and like I tried. I think first class was like the next one that I try. I was so close to liking uh, because it's card bait. That's the thing. It's it's yeah. always cards. Like when it's a card game, like I'm so that's my Achilles heel. Like a card card games, it sucks. I throw money at the problem like crazy. Like I am the worst with card games. I could give away a hundred card games. Like I just I, I buy them. I back them. I try to keep them off my screen uh, because they're worth a try. Like what's they're throwaways. They either work or they don't. And I love them, but Trick of the Rails is like, it's a fantastic card game. It is a fantastic card. It's so slept on. If you can find that game, just get it. It is hard to find. But uh, yeah, train games are like, whew, they are the, one of my least favorite themes ever. Oh, oh. my God, some agreement. <laughs> I play I play Ticket to Ride though. Like I'll play a Ticket to Ride, but it's just not one of my favorite games. It's it, it's a great game for people to learn games. It gets to that point uh, though what the train game was though, because people have said you know it's like well don't you really enjoy Ticket to Ride? Like that's your like fifty fiftieth in your top one hundred. And it's like yeah, and I do have Spike and I think there was another one I quite liked, which I think was Whistle Stop, which is quite good, but. The, I do, yeah, I do like this yeah. stuff. It's okay. But I don't consider them as much train games because, I mean, Ticket to Ride could be... I mean, we've already had a <laughs> London one that was taxis. It could be yeah. any transportation. Be Spike, anything. yeah, that is tradish, but it's more pick up and deliver. And even Whistle okay. Stop could be anything. It's just connecting up routes. Anything. And I like yeah. the connection part of it. It's when you start yep. getting into Age of Steam, right? To, was it Road to Rails? Yeah. Uh, the stuff that Capstone Games has, the 18xx, the... Uh, the mini express i tried, I played. I mean, I tried mini express recently um that was on oh, kickstarter you know what? I, actually i take that back mini express is really good though like that, but that's like they still it's still yeah. like it's not it's not necessary mini rails and uh yeah mini rails and uh what, what uh, my more mo ideas i think pretty much I just like you said i think if you just say the title is rails or expressing it you've got the title because that's pretty much what they're all named <laughs> yeah but it's like rails yeah. success i was like wait what what's the different word they yeah. use <laughs> but the, mini rails the mini, rails. The mini yeah. express i did try recently because these like same friends and that i thought right we need something to play quick for about an hour or so and i thought yeah. well i don't want to suggest because i know they didn't like some of the smaller stuff and that and i thought you know what i'll give it a chance it's small you're a fan of it it's on tabletop simulator or tabletopia or whatever you played it and i said yeah. let's play mini express and they were shocked as anybody else would because it's like luke why are you suggesting a train game and it's like it's an hour yeah. of my time whatever i'll hour. give it a try 
probably took closer to about 90 minutes because online stuff always does and then finished it, it and thought yeah that's cool yeah 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 you yeah. keep it i'll never play it again but it's like, <laughs> it's a, it, it's a trade it's that sort of trade game but i at least at least i played it and thought yeah if, if you like train games and you want one that's quicker i can easily see why yeah. you'd love it yeah you know it's just that is probably my one then yeah that is probably my one because i really do like the mini I, I do like this one the mini rails and i did back the express like yeah. that's the only one that i know i would stick my neck out it's for it, but it, i like shorter, that that's a good thing <laughs> Yeah, like I like that publisher though because they just make nice, interesting games. Uh, if you ever heard of Mo Ideas, oh yeah, yeah, I was trying to remember. Yeah, what it was. so I, I just like their type of games, um, mm-hmm. and then some of them are just flat out horrible. But <laughs> I do like most of their games. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the vast majority, the, the vast majority of their stuff. I mean, we were the publisher scene. Just trying to think of the the other ones that I've got because some people say, "Is always oh, your favorite publisher, Fantasy Flight?" And it's like, well, no, just because I own more games from them than any others, that's just because they've yeah. published a million games. It's not sure. difficult for that to happen. But when I think of favorite publishers and that, I mean, we've got Awakened Realms and Mind Clash are off to a flying start. But yeah. I always keep thinking I've got a soft heart for Portal games. For those, oh, yeah. the games I got yeah. from them, I've got quite a few. They're ones I really enjoy a lot theme-wise because I know Ignacy's big on that, you know. So we got yep. the Robinson, the Martians, Detective, you know, various <laughs> other ones that are pretty good with the theme. And but then you also mentioned earlier about the people behind the brand, you know, yep. you, know you know the brand. Ignacy himself is already like one of the friendliest people around. But if you ever meet like the rest of the Portal gang, just the staff yeah. and his wife and you know joanna and a few of those like the designers there there's some of the nicest people i have met behind a publisher like you meet some publishers and you can tell this is a well-knit group but you're a working group you know you yeah. i don't believe that outside of work other than maybe playing the odd game together you're going around each other's houses for a barbecue meeting the meeting the folks and that sort of things with, yeah. with portal i believe these people have known each other for life even if they haven't yeah. they, they're just so friendly with each other and everybody else that they meet that they're just so welcoming and i've done uh portal gone a couple of times from ignacy's request where he said i'll come along to that and that's a weekend trip to poland and being around and as soon as you talk to anybody there they're just so nice (laughs) maybe maybe that's just the polish in general but it's like you little smoother you going to poland and just oh hey i like to all right no 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 i'm serious though i totally I tell her, oh, I'm going to punch you in the ribs. Trust me. All right. But, but, but uh, you, you know, you're so right. That, that's like another good example. Like I'm with that with Chip Theory games. Like I was there earlier in their kind of thing and I've watched them like grow and I'm like, see, it paid off. Like now they have a team. It wasn't just them three, like literally packing up your games and sending yeah. them to you. I was like, guys, I don't think you understand. It's just them. Like they had to hire people. Like on Facebook, like, hey, we need people for a warehouse like yes. <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> I've, I've never seen like, more than two people at a store with yeah, chip theories. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Dude. Like they literally like Adam was like, I need to hire people like right now. I cannot fulfill these orders. Like I, that's crazy to me. Like, but that just shows you like they grew. Uh, but keep it on Portal Games, man. They have made, you know, that's the thing. They've made games that stuck with me. My Probably my top five game uh, is Robinson Crusoe. Like. That yeah. stuck with me. And then, like, Empires of North is like, oh, my God. Like, I I fell in and out of love with Imperial Settlers. Um, but when I, I I was at Gen Con, was that last year when this game came out? So I was at Gen Con. Yeah. I, I met Ignacy for, like, five minutes. And I was like, I'm going to ask him for a review copy. And I'm like, why would I ask him for a review copy? Let me just talk to him. 
So we're talking. And we talked for five minutes, and I told him how I had troubles with Imperial Settlers. It was dying off for me. And he said, well, let me talk to you about Empires of the North. So he, like, talked to me through it, and he talked me, like, he talked me, he didn't sell me the game. He actually just talked me through the experience and what he was going for and what it, what it did better than Imperial Settlers to him, you know? And I was just like... Yeah, I rock with that. I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and spend yeah. the money. It ended up being my game of the yeah. year. He's, like, it's one of them. I'm, I hate the fact it doesn't get enough buzz compared to a lot of the other releases on some of the awards of that. Because yeah. I mean, I mean, you you love card games. It is a card game for everyone. I got a similar thing with Imperial Settlers. I still own it. It's still in that room, but I haven't picked it up anywhere near as often as Empire of the North just because of the ease of getting it to yeah. the, the table. It's an easy and game. the first. Um, encounter was uk games expo last year he hadn't been fully released yet but it pretty much had two player just head to head with ignasty z garcia comes out of nowhere after finding the game he loathed yeah. <laughs> like his one out of ten game or something so he was already in the mood but we just sat and yeah. played through like the empire's of north and it clicked because both of us already knew imperial settlers quite well and i've never played yeah. a card game so fast with anybody as a two-player, like a year of thing, because I'm I hate analysis paralysis. Even if I become susceptible to it, it's like ah no, stop thinking, just get on with the turn. And right, but Ignazi does not suffer from this. I think he's incapable of yeah. suffering from analysis paralysis because by the time I've done my turn, which is already quite quick, I don't get a chance to say hi to Zebra. It's like do 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 done. It's like blimey, you're a machine. Go go. It's like, it's like, <laughs> It's like, yeah, oh, how many times has he like, he created those engines though? Like he's yeah. created the engines for yeah. all those, you know. So but, I I, good. I have a friend. His name is, uh, Stan Kordonsky. He's a guy who made a uh, Dice Hospital and Rurik Dawn of Kiev. Yeah, like, playing his games with him is just such an experience. Like because you know he'll just be like, uh, you know, you know how somebody will make like a, a good powerful turn. Like he'll be yeah. three turns into his game and he'll be like, all right, so this is gonna be this, this, and this, and that's thirty points. And you're just like, wait, what? <laughs> Like, why, why am I even playing? Give me a chance. I played this last game with him. He's like, this is the highest score I've ever scored on my own game. It's like, stop like, rubbing it in. It's like, thanks yeah, for inviting me to yeah. hang out. I, want, yeah, I don't want that. I want the people who get into the theme as much. There are some people right. I know in local clubs that will just get immersed in any theme whatsoever. It doesn't matter what the theme is. And in my case, yeah. I try to inject theme even into the driest of games just to try and yeah, up a bit. Yeah, the driest of but, games. If I'm playing with anybody who gets into that theme and still hams it up, like find those people and it's like, right, please can we play Sheriff of Nottingham, please? It's like, can we, yeah. just anything like yeah. that. The game is 100% more enjoyable. You know, the, the last thing I want is a, the, the silent min-maxer Euro player where it's like, I'm not going to talk to you. You are all insignificant. It's multiplayer solitaire anyway. Let me just take right. half an hour on my turn so that I can beat you by a million points. It's like, go away. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I know that. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, we play with a whole bunch of dry folks, right? Oh, yeah. You play with a whole bunch of dry folks. And good you, people. You realize that, like, you can't get it out. So you want the game to be that's that's the situation where you want the game to be a little bit more thematic, so you can stay in. Mm. But I really always have issues with people. Like, let's just use Everdale as an example. Mm -hmm. Everdale, to me, is a fantastic game. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it has this thing where I started with this, and I was like, oh my god, beautiful sheen, bad game, right? <laughs> like, I was just like, on the outside, I didn't own it yet, you know? And I was like, this is absolutely ultra-ridiculous. If I was a marketing person, I would be in heaven. This is amazing, <laughs> you know? Like, people are going to stop at my table, yeah. buy my game, just being beautiful. Hey, stupid customers, so it's beautiful, come, come buy my come game. Come see the tree. Right? <laughs> right, that's right, come see the tree. So I was like, all right, you know, or like photosynthesis, which was just completely, all right. No, <laughs> we're, not gonna, right. we're not even going to go there. But 
like, but what happened was when I finally played it, I was just like, this is the perfect game, like, for hybrids. You know, like, yeah. it's the perfect game where people who just enjoy the sheen of a game, maybe probably not even good at games, they have a game to get better at, and it's a good game. And then you have the people who are, like, dead serious that it pleases them, too. Mm. And I'm like, that's the games I want on my table. Yeah. I don't want the tree, but I want those <laughs> I like the tree, games. But the, the game is... But I do like the tree. It's just so mm. ridiculous after you play it several times, right? It looks like, nice. I mean, I, I, I say I love, the, I love the game as well. My only problem with it is... If you stick with the base set, you've kind of seen the cards all quick. I wish yeah, there was more of yeah. them. But then when you start adding the expansions to add more cards in, you then start diluting the deck too much, not to mention beefing up the game too much. Because I like yes. it in its original form for being this is a very simple game to teach people and yet still involves quite a bit of thinking in that. So it sure it's hard to reach that balance with it. But I don't own it myself, but I know so many people who have it and it's on every single library. So it's like, I know if I want to play it, it's not a problem. And even the online port's pretty good for it. But Oh, it's got an online port. I didn't know that. Um, pretty, uh, I know it's on Tabletopia. Whether it's, yeah, whether, it's it's, tabletopia. whether it's on TTS, I don't know. But uh, the... Yeah, where's with that one? But certainly those theme ones. Um, I'm trying to think whether to go back to portal or something like that well you meant we're talking we can go we, everywhere yeah. just with me well, we, we go everywhere with me sorry uh, well, <laughs> well portal and that's the thing was like board games that tell stories that's his shtick yes. and it comes through in the games it's why i tend to like them a lot more because they are a bit like that but it it kind of links into i wouldn't really call it a lore it's just kind of a belief i have where they still, people are asking like, what sort of games you have or why are you so big on the theme because i know a lot of people online who couldn't care less about the theme at all and the you're right there you seem like you got a issue no, oh, no, I, no, thought no, had, no I thought you had check, the issue. Check, um, checking things i'm just checking audio levels and stuff okay. go ahead you're fine um but the one of the things i say is kind of a, a cat phrase in that is a game with good mechanics right? a good mechanical game will mean i enjoy it a good thematic game will mean i'll come back for the second play and that, okay. with a few exceptions, like I mentioned, Pulsar and a few others, that tends to be the case because a game with a strong theme that I can get into and tell stories with, and that I can forgive or look over the minor, like the mechanical issues that it will have. Sentinels is a great example. I know it's got fiddly bookkeeping. I know there's a lot to keep track of, but I'm so engrossed, I've gone past that. With okay. the drier games, I can play it and go, yeah, mechanically, this is a fine game. I enjoyed the puzzle in that. Don't feel like, but then I don't feel like coming back to it for the second play. And I've had that with games in the collection as they've gone off because I used to have um, Terra Mystica and Gaia Project in there. And I thought, okay, mechanically, this is a cool, heavy Euro game. But then when I was bringing Euro games to the club nights and there was the heavy ones, I kept taking the Uri Rosenberg farming ones, the Mind Clash ones, you know, the thematic ones. Terra Mystica and that kept getting left on the shelf. Because I didn't feel like playing the dry game as much. And now that's no longer in the collection as a result. Okay. So it's kind of weird. It's like you could make the most mechanically perfect game in the world. But if I can't get sucked into it or immersed, it's it, I struggle to get excited for coming back to it a second time. Now, now, okay. So have you played Gloomhaven? I have, yeah. Okay. That is a tricky one. Like you, based on your what you're saying, that is tricky. Yeah. Uh, very tricky. I'm kind of because, indifferent for Gloomhaven. Yeah, like, it's, it's very tricky because I'm like, what you're saying is so tricky. Like, if I say a KDM, if I say Kingdom of Death Monster, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, we we are so, like, I get it. It's like, 
gameplay, but the theme just gets you so far in, you, you can not even worry about half the crap, the crap that's wrong with that game. Yeah. You're just so in it. Like, you're so, like, you are in this world. It does not matter. Like, there's no flaws because you're so yeah. into the I've world. I've never seen a copy, but I mean, you describe it well on the, because no. I rewatched the top 10 recently, the Adventure Games yeah. one. It's just like, yeah, I want to try it. <laughs> so. I can't, like, I can't explain. Dude, it's, it's such a lifestyle game. It's so deep into you and you think about it and you're like, oh my God. Like, I had to get rid of that game. Uh, I had to get rid of it because I was so into that one game. But Gloomhaven is a tricky one because, of course, it's a dungeon crawler theme. It's got the city. It's got all this stuff that I just don't even really care about that much. Okay, other than like a couple cards that are like, oh, that was a pretty good story or choice, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I just didn't think Gloomhaven was well written. And but the thing that's going on every time I play that game with the cards, the hand of cards that I have to deal with, and that every time, and the new interesting, the, like the even the com- combat is simple, but it puts you in a simple. The enemies put you in simple situations, but you have multiple versions of that, right? And then you also have learning your character and making them and customizing them, and that that right there, like like I said, I can forgive a flaw or things that I almost dismiss. You know, it's like, I just want to know what I need to do to win. And yeah. and then I go win, you know, like, and that's usually like a, a lot of these dungeon crawlers. They either look, have like sexy minis, they have sexy minis, they have good gameplay, but you're really not reading any of the script, right? Or you're just like, I'll just play the first couple missions and then I know if it's a good game or not, and then I'll, I'll play it. Yeah. But like, Gloomhaven is one of those weird ones, second favorite game of all time, and yet I almost completely dismissed the story. All I can tell you is the name is Gloomhaven, and we are, you know, one to four vagabond folks that are militia. I've go. I've, I've kind of just, I think I've kind of just described as that any yeah. game from that series is just called Mega Bucks Haven. That's all it is, because it's just put Haven on the end of it, and it'll make big bucks. <laughs> I made fifty. I played fifty missions of that game. I could not tell you anything mm. about that dang on story. <laughs> that was the thing. I'm kind of indifferent to it. I mean, I've I did put it on. And people hate it when I put it on my overrated list or stuff like that because I do think number one is going a bit far. But okay. I get why people like it. With with that one, as you say, the theme doesn't grab me as much in it. I know it's its own unique universe, but it still feels like generic fantasy RPG it universe. Like, I've played Baldur's Gate. That was a D&D style. Years. I'm into that thing. But then you bring out another fantasy RPG that some people have told me about lately. You know, like, oh, why didn't you play this one? It's like okay, it's another thing in medieval times with knights and orcs and elves. It's like, I need yes. the universe to it. So I couldn't get into the Gloom's theme, but then mechanically, the card system's fine. I still don't like that modifier plus one, plus two thing. That seems like oh, it. But it, when I but played, you play that game all the time, right? But, don't you play that game? You play video games, right? You play that game. You just got to do your... Mm-hmm. Like, the modifiers are there. Plus 10, minus 10. Mm-hmm. It's just the physicality of, yeah. like... That tactile part, it seems well, too fiddly when you play. I haven't big played game, it. You know? I haven't played in that RPG thing in ages. But uh, okay. with, well, yeah. But with the Gloomy, is that I get why it's like very popular. But I feel like I'm same similar thing with like the Mage Knight and the others. I feel like I'm playing more of the Euro puzzle game than I am the yeah. Fermanic Dungeon Crawl, which is more what I was after. Like you could still put Descent in front of me, and I'd still have yeah. a blast because it's kind of like familiar universe, not a problem. I'm kicking down a door. Here's me dice. There's the big dragon. Go kill it. You know, so, you know. Yeah, it's, exactly. You know, like, go kill 45 it, yeah. minutes later, we've got to the dragon. Not three hours later, for, we've got to right. the second room. Because I remember, I have a arena the contest, and it is literally just like I when I say like 
generic fantasy. Like it is, it's like, I don't even care. Like, I'm just like, this is how did I, I was with this project back when it first started three, uh, three and a half years ago. And I had it on like pieces of paper. And I mean, like I literally had cut out pieces of paper and I had to use miniatures from another game. And I think I was using military miniatures and like, <laughs> like, and now it's this gigantic box, like big fantasy, fantasy tropes, like 30 of fantasy tropes. And, <laughs> and it's got sort of a uniqueness to it, but it is literally the most, this is fantasy and it's simple and fun. And like, it is such another one of those weird games where it's just like, it is literally doing exactly what D&D does. Like, it's still got, like, it's even got, like, the attack of opportunity. It's got, you know, like, it's got literally the same thing. It's literally the so same call thing. It the like, you can call, it, take this stuff call it the FACO deck for nostalgia. But this. <laughs> you can straight up take this game, to, you can take this game to game night for D&D game night. Like, it just literally is that. So, but that's okay. Like, it's a rare case, that's okay, because the game is mechanically fun, and like you said, it goes to the theme. But that one is so basic, and you would mm. think, why the heck would I want this big box basic game mm. that clearly is exactly the replica and trying to be crafty with the rules? The story's okay, but there's just some game. I guess there's just some games that are rule breakers, yeah. man. I gotta admit, I don't hear people mention the story in that at all. No. When people sort of go, "Oh, this is fantastic," they say they go, "Oh, I love this card, and I love this mechanics and that," and obviously, customizing your character is always fun. That's that's, that's a given. Um, yeah, yeah. I never see anybody talk about. Oh, yeah, I'm really engrossed in this rich storyline. <laughs> so oh. I've never heard that. It, it is kind of rare. I think some people who are developing games they don't necessarily have that skill that well, you know. Or as I always say, they're a developing writer, not necessarily a good writer. Um, yeah. I'm playing role player right now, role playing adventures right now. I was actually kind of surprised, but when I looked up, they had hired somebody who's a really good writer. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay, because this is, it's kind of fun. Like it, when you make these choices, you're like, oh, I'm hoping that like this is a little paragraph and I'm like, it might be like complete stupid, but it actually makes sense and it's funny. It's actually funny when you read it. So it's like, okay, I'm rocking with this now. It actually made me lean in a little bit further. So yeah. Yeah. I think the IP kind of helps in some respect. I mean, if it's an IP yes. you already like, chances are you're going to like whatever story it spits out. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Oh my God, dude, you we have been on for 70 minutes and i we are i'm not saying we should stop but i'm just saying <laughs> yikes <laughs> uh, notice, i noticed i i turned the screen recorder on sort of part way through and it's like that's already nearly an hour so, so yeah. <laughs> that was like, oh to try and we, see if i can get the cameras but yeah <laughs> hey there's a lot to talk about which is a good thing <laughs> whether this will have to be a two-parter is another thing though <laughs> yeah oh it's okay yeah it's okay so what do you like what do what do you talk like what do you what, what by the way, what's what's next for you? What's next on your uh, agenda for like content-wise? Because it, I want to well, maybe we'll talk about some of that. It's a big refresh that I'm done. So I, usually, what happened was that each calendar year I sort of did it like season three, season four, season five, and that would be the big change. And I did it at the start okay. of this year, so like season four and that. But then when I got to the ten thousand subscribe mark, and during the year, and as as you can say, the climate has changed. Like there's yeah. things that people are doing that I haven't been. And I've looked at uh, other YouTube channels that aren't board game related and gone, why, why do they get a lot of views or why are they fun to watch? And it's like, oh yeah, I've got a few tips. And then I just thought, yeah, you know what? This is a good time during isolation to sort of focus a bit more on it. 
Now it took mm. a while with that shelf by shelf series needing to be get out of the way because I was like fifty videos daily or something with stuff just to <laughs> give people something to do, and they loved it. So great, I'm glad for that. The refresh is basically just a way to say right. I need to streamline certain things because at the moment, because I have a very freestyle nature of doing things, I need to kind of yeah. structure myself a bit better. And yeah. there was a few things that I wanted to try. Like uh, the videos are still going on for reviews, top tens, but I want to do other videos. You know, yeah. show down two yeah. types of games, do the streaming. Uh, one video I've got in the works is uh, it was inspired by a couple of people who have done like 10 YouTubers they like and bits yeah. like that. And it's always the same 10 YouTubers. It's all the big leagues. And it's like, well, hang on. Well, what about 10 people who you barely even heard of? You know, where's their voices? So I spoke out on like Dice Tower to get names and there's a few I already watch. And it's like, right, less than 10,000 subscribers, small time people. I want to know who they are. And there's going to be a video where I highlight those 10. Yeah, That's perfect. And and if it's popular, I'll do another 10 because there's loads of them out there. Um, Yeah. So it's it's doing different styles of videos. The podcast is the biggest change because... I tried to do it once every two weeks, could never keep up, because bear in mind, this is a hobby, not my full-time job. That's right, sir. Then I tried to do it once a month, even that was a bit ad hoc, and I kept experimenting with different segments, just wasn't working, so I figured, right, well, that needs to seriously streamline itself, and now I've got the microphone thing to work with it a lot better for audio, laptop in the other room, make it a video podcast rather than just a screenshot for the YouTube bit so people can at least see like this in a sense and I'm going to try and my best to stick to right 30 minute episodes with the exception of this one (laughs) I think think I'll stipulate that if I've got guests on I'll make them long ones Uh, but and try and do it once a week with the small stuff and so you know and I just want to try and get that to do lots of different topics so it's it's just trying to keep a semi-structure now so look here's a weekly podcast New intro. It will come out at this time. You know when to expect it. Not, right, I'll see you on the next podcast, and then three weeks later, I then come out and say, yeah, sorry it's been a while, but no, I need to stop making excuses. Right, 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 right. right. Well, do back-to-backs. Like, just do back-to-backs. Oh, yeah, I mean, that that can work, but it's just previously the podcast went on a bit long as well. Like, 60 minutes of just me talking, I think, oh, I've got to do that, and then edit it and that and on top of the video. So it just became hard to do. This is fine. Yeah. We're having a conversation. It's great fun. But right. uh, joking, talking to yourself for 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. Uh, I feel you. And, and, you know, I, I would say even, you know, John John does this. Uh, John gets games. He does like a, and, and it sounds stupid, but like people do listen to it. It's just like the audio from his, you know, like these, these videos that he does where he does his list or in or out, uh, those types of things that he does for his videos. And he just makes them a podcast. And I'm like, that's actually kind of smart. <laughs> like, I don't know how it yeah. plays out for him. I don't know how it plays out for him. And I don't know the high interest, but I'm like, the fact that he does it, he must be getting some reception from it. So I don't know. And I, and I always say, like, whatever content you're doing, you got to ask yourself why. And like, do yeah. you, and why? And do you believe in it? It, you know, like, it's, you believe in it? It's fun. I enjoy the I games and I connect with a lot more people. Certainly before I started board gaming, you know, trying to find people around and podcasting has become more popular these days because a lot of people will do it on the commute when they're exercising and that they don't necessarily need to see the person it's just i want to listen to someone talk about games and trying to do a weekly podcast now also means i can i needed to take some pressure off the videos in a sense because the videos take longer to edit and that as you know and um and trying to when you get into busy essence season or gen season then trying to do a review for every single game it's on a video it's just not possible 
So to try and make sure I don't hit burnout again, which you know happened before, it's a case of, right, well, what if I just cherry pick which ones I'm doing a video for and try different content, but then the podcast can do it. It's like, okay, so I don't have yeah. a game in front of me, so I'm not showing you games. I can still talk about smaller games in 30 minutes on on the podcast a lot easier. So I can still cover enough games, but not have to spend a million years editing a video for each one. So, you know, less regular yeah. videos, more regular podcast, still have both. If I can keep the structure going, it just will de-stress me in a sense, because I would love to do this full time. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> it's just a pipe dream. You can't. Yeah. You can't be as much as as boring as being an accountant is. You can't be being a chartered accountant for <laughs> your day job. You need it's like that's what's giving me the stability in life. This is what right. gives me the fun exactly. in life. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily the most soul fulfilling, but it does pay all the bills. <laughs> it's, it's like, why have that's you got this on Kickstarter, and why do you have two hundred games? It's like, well, because yeah. I have a job. It's like, yeah. That isn't the job. podcast. It's like, <laughs> yeah, my friends, like, how do you get all these games? Like, well, one, I don't get all of them. I review a lot of these, or I cover them, but. Mm-hmm. And I got a good job, man. I got a good job. I work hard, brother. You know, I work hard at this. So Yeah, some review stuff has come in, but a lot of them will still be bought in the sense. Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, or you're indebted, as I always tell people. <laughs> you don't get it. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's kind of like, so you you're not spending your money on other things. And it's like, well, there's no girlfriend. There's therefore it's like, there's therefore no kid thing. Um, I don't have a pet because I think I'd be out too often and poor thing would go nuts. Yeah. Although I wouldn't say no to a cat, maybe. Uh, there you go. And... Most of our expenses are huge if they're not related to games, will just be living and the gym, you know, exercise stuff. Because a lot of the other stuff yeah. I enjoy doesn't usually require money. I mean, I want to go hiking in the hills, I want to go see people and socialize and that, or go yeah. go on a city break or something. It doesn't take a lot of money to do that. So right. once I've paid my gym bills and paid my normal bills and that, I'm kind of like, games. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'll yeah, take you, games. Yeah, you got, you got the life, man. I got cars dogs cats well, uh, i got the car but, well car <laughs> singular know, like, i ain't got plural but <laughs> I, I got it you know i got this house to you know. pay for just too much yeah. it's re- ultra ridiculous but you know you work for if it. i could and uh, if i could fit it in i'm thankful i wouldn't say I'm no to a cat hobby does. What's that? i wouldn't say no to a cat in the long run if i could find a way to make you it work one. you need one man you need one man like you gotta have a partner you gotta have something that, to look at when you get home and, and just somebody that says not literally but figuratively says Hey man, yeah, <laughs> it's like because I like because I like cats and dogs, but you know a yeah. dog would go bonkers with my life. I, yeah, dog, I could dogs are like, I could go out for work and then go straight to the gym and then go straight to a game yeah. club night. I'm, you might not see me for 12, 14 hours, and it just wouldn't yeah. work. You know, I you know I'm not gonna get something like like a goldfish or something which is like easy and just takes up yeah. space in that. <laughs> a cat would want attention every now and again, so I'd be a bit paranoid that oh, if I'm out for fourteen hours, the poor thing won't be fed. Which is why I've never no. acquired a cat. But at least a cat isn't so like, oh, my owner's not here. Well, I'm yeah, going out. Cats are so <laughs> on their own plan. They're yeah. so on their own plan, dude. They don't care. Like they don't care. That's the thing about cats. That's why they survive yeah. so well. Because they, they don't care. They still like, eat though. That's the thing. <laughs> so. yeah. You know, they're they're optional. Yeah. They're love optional. It's like <laughs> survive. First. It's like, are you meowing at me, cat? Because I haven't fed you in fourteen hours. As like, the claws come out, it's like, okay, I'll feed you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just, <laughs> Yeah, it'd be mad. I mean, I, I need a partner in crime first before I need a before I get a pet or something. But then that's my, I think that's my go-to caveat or something. Because I mean, I'm I'm not 
easy with kids and i know that i don't personally want them yeah. later on you know does my parents in <laughs> they've got i've yeah. got two brothers they've got kids what more do you want um yeah, yeah. but that's the thing i've chosen but then my caveat is that if i meet someone who doesn't want kids which is rare <laughs> believe me yeah. particularly in the uk yeah. the caveat is what pets do you want it's like, well, I'm a bit crazy. I have three dogs, and it's like, bring them in. <laughs> I will fall in love with your three dogs. I promise you, we will have that. I'll take three. I'll take nine cats, you know, over one child. It's like, <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you, but then you'll be broke. <laughs> I would, but I would still fall in love with the pets, you know. That's what I tell people. Like, did, did you add a woman? Oh, that's gonna take a that's that's a good another 30 percent of your money, yeah. and then. <laughs> Not, yeah, the pets. It's not for the one to try, but I've got to tell people, and it's like, you don't know me. Right, well, I run a YouTube channel, a podcast. It's all about board games. Hello? Hello? Where, was it, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I haven't told you that I'm an accountant yet. Could you? Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? It's like, what's your passion? You're like, let's say that for date two. Let's talk about something. <laughs> what's your job? Date two. What's your passion? Date three. Right. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's let's, let's save so, passion for a little bit so, later. Once we get a yeah. couple pints of this, you know, so, <laughs> what do you enjoy that isn't your passion? Oh, that works. It's like, yeah. How about we just talk yeah. about food? You know, food's good. <laughs> I like to eat. You know, I like to cook. And by the way, I'm into cider and wine. There you go. It's like, there you go. You know, where's my accent from? You'll guess it. I have to sort of deal with those as icebreakers. Yeah. As soon as they mention what you do for work or what's your biggest hobby, I'm like, oh god, this is where it ends. <laughs> No, I know, but uh, you know, like it's it's uh, interesting. When I was young, when I was younger, and I was single, I, you know, I I guess it's all about the delivery too. You know, it's like this is what's in your heart, and if you're passionate about it, versus like, I think some people is like this is what they do. They kind of cower into it. I'm like, no, this is what I do. This is what I love, and I love a lot of things, but this is what takes up the most of my time. Uh, but that was also like back then when I also worked out too. So it was like, oh yeah, people could tell I worked out like crazy because I was like just skinny and ripped. But uh, you know, it's like if you love the hobby that much, people like I think partners, potential partners, like to see people with passion. So uh, because they feel like yeah. yeah, you know, like passion for something because that means like hey, you're passionate about. You're motivated. That's kind of what they yeah. see, like this motivation to do things. So I don't I don't ever look at it as a, a bad thing or something to, you know, because it's you. I'm delivering my best self. My best self says I'm passionate about board games, you know. Yeah. And my best self says if you're with me, that's going to be something that you're going to take on. So I, I don't know. It's the way I, it's I like it for them. Every girlfriend I've had in the past has never been into games. Some of them right. have maybe like played a few two players and that with me, but they've never been into the hobby like I have. But it's kind of like, yeah, but what do you enjoy? And I think, you know, best girlfriend I had was a horse rider. She owned, own, yeah. she owned two horses, you know, thoroughbred and all that lot. Knew how to horse ride really well, did competitions and that. And I'm like, cool, I want to hear all about this. And so I go yes. meet her horses. I go help out on her stables every now and again and, you know, watch yeah. her do competitions and that. And yeah, she would never like say oh let's play a game or something because it was never a thing and it's like well cool you know i do this so i know you do that thing perfect i just want to hear about that but then i have but then i have been with people in the past or like been on speed dating events where you ask them like what's the passion in life and they can't even think of an answer and it's like if you can't even think of an answer to that question oh, you're done yeah. i'm sorry you, you, there's got to be something in your life that gets you excited i don't care right. if it's quilting it's like it's, <laughs> it's like i don't 
you know, well, I do like music and cinema, and it's like, yeah, so does ev- oh. so does everybody I've ever met ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, but if someone says I don't like music, I'm like, you sound interesting. What? True. Yeah. If you say <laughs> I just want to know. If, if you say like, I don't I'm like, I'm not going to date yeah. you, but you sound very yeah. interesting. I don't like music. It's like. Like, <laughs> I've yet to see anybody who's like, oh, I hate music. It's like, no, there's got to be some type of music you like. like. No, apparently I hate it. It's like, no, but... Like, yeah, so, wait, you don't like music? Do you like war? Yeah, so, <laughs> like, yeah I just like, I like seeing my friends shopping and like going to, like, going for a drink or something. It's like, yeah, everybody likes to go for a drink with someone. That's just called socializing. <laughs> Unless you are a hermit, <laughs> then I assume you like socializing yeah. to a degree. You know, yeah, even the most introverted of us, I think, are like being with their friends. It's <laughs> right. I don't. You know, that's the thing. I, I would say for for people that have partners, I think it's actually easier to have a partner that's not necessarily into board games, uh, just because it's like I don't want to force somebody to do something they don't want to do, and I also believe in like individuality and in relationships. Like you still have to be you. You yeah. know, like it's still your life. And you're choosing to be with someone, uh, you know, and they're choosing to be with you, and they need to have their life too. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a different you know, I, I, take. The the yeah. horse rider I knew is that we could never talk about games, but she would listen right. to what I was doing on my day with games, and that's, then I can turn around and say, "Well, I've talked about games all day. Tell me about your horses. Yeah. How are they keeping?" Is that? And that's not to say I would love the fact if I met a partner who was into games. Great, we could right. talk about that. But I would assume there was something else we could talk about as well. That's the thing. It's like, if it both consumes you, it's not a bad thing, but it's like, there's no separation. Like, there's no games without them being part of the games. Like, there's there's a point of collision. There might be a point of collision there, or it may never be that way. It's just how good are you at communicating those things. Uh, it's always about communication. So, I like, I love the fact that my wife, you know, at least indulges me when I talk about the games and the business that I'm doing and industry, things like that, you know, but I'll listen to anything she has to talk about in her realms and things like that, because that's part of the relationship. But I, I often feel like I'm so happy that the same person that I'm with every day is not so into games because it would just be games, 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 games all day. And sometimes I cannot stand board games. Sometimes I cannot stand board games because, because you know, you do so much. You do so much and you're constantly doing it like I am that you got to be like, just get these things away from me. (laughs) I want to throw plastic. I want to throw cards. (laughs) I've been at this. I've been at this convention all day, like playing games. My brain is mush. I now want to go walk up that giant hill. I want to like physically like exert myself (laughs) and clear the head and that'll work. That's what the exercise is for. Oh, there you go, man. I, that was a, what I used to do, man. I used to burn it hard, man. I, I need to get my fat dad butt up. <laughs> it's like, hey, let me, do, let me give you some advice, Luke. Don't become fat dad. Like, just whatever you do, don't become fat dad. Don't. No, drink plentifully. But I'm just saying. Uh, I'll, call, I'll, I'll be, say, well, what am I to, Chubby bachelor, I guess, is the only thing I can think of. It's yeah, like chubby, chubby bachelor, batch, I think. Chubby batch. Yeah. Chubby, chubby batch. Don't become chubby batch. Benedict, Benedict <laughs> chubby batch. <is> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's that's it. Benediction. And I'm going to use that, by the way. I'm going to hold that one in the tank. I'm going to put that one in my tank. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. What a name, by the way. What a great name. Benedict Cumberbatch. What a name. It is until you, <laughs> it is until you see the fan clubs for him. But... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, what a, what a, what a, what a good name. <laughs>
Good job, parents. <laughs> Good job. All right, dude. Let's 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 call. Let's tie it up, man. I've I've been talking to you for an hour and a half. Yeah, is it going a long one? Not, not, to, not to mention, I've got to teach another game in thirty minutes. I'll be a fun one. Yeah, Although, I love a nice you. easy game. I, we got we got we got to cut. We got to we got to cut out. We got to cut. Out. I got to get prepared. My son's birthday thing is today. We're gonna have a birthday get a, get together today. Oh, yeah, very small gathering. Yeah, small gathering. But uh, you know, you know, COVID considering, right? But uh, yeah, I got to get this together with him. Make sure he has a good birthday. His birthday isn't until later on in the week, next week. But we're doing it this weekend. That's how it works. Awesome, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I want to do some prep for that. Uh, but it was a pleasure, pleasure talking to Absolutely you. Absolutely pleasure. Yeah, I need to do this more often, not just with you, but with people in general. <laughs> it's so much more fun yeah. chatting to someone. Yeah, this is the world we live in right now. So you know, if you got friends in the industry, you got friends you want to talk to. I say just friends you want to talk to. Like this is the time. This is the way you do it. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I mean, it went on for a while and there was more besides, but, you know, hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did actually recording it. You know, props to you, Jeremy. Thanks for getting in touch with me and asking us to do this. I think that's, this, you know, because this was actually his idea, not mine. That's what shocked me even more. You know, it's most people don't come to me asking to, you know, guest with them on the podcast if they were like well known in the community. So, but I want to do more of these often. I think this will be good. I even spoke briefly with uh, Ryan and Bethany board game reviews um, when I did my video for uh, top 10 other YouTubers. So, if you want to check out that video uh, here, support these creators with the big icon, um, I suggest giving it a watch because you will find out about a lot of smaller channels that are worth looking into. And this is kind of what I want to promote more on this show is you know, smaller creators, because like I say, I'm getting sick and tired of the big ones always getting the spotlight. I think the smaller ones need more help. And so videos like this are good. Maybe I'll do another one in the future, but it was a long time to edit. So we'll have to see. And of course, you can also check out uh, more uh, Broken Meeple Show episodes, as well as my Tang Garden full review that I put up recently. I'm trying to do a video every Wednesday. And hopefully you enjoy that as well. I mean, it's only got just under 900 views as I'm recording this, which is a bit of a shame. I thought it would get more, but I mean, that's what I mean about small creators. We don't get the views. People just don't notice us. But part of it might have been the thumbnail choice. I've changed the thumbnail on this because the previous one, I got some constructive criticism that it was a bit too cluttered, a bit too all over the shop. And maybe you can argue that my support these creators thumbnail is a bit like that as well, like a little bit all over the shop. But, you know, I thought it would be flashy. I was taking inspiration from Think Media and Primal Video with their thumbnails. But apparently this one was liked better in the sense that it's easier to read on your mobile phone. It's clear what it is. It's got my logo. Still has me in the thumbnail. I want me in the thumbnail because I want this to be a bit more personal as a show. So, I don't know. Let me know. I mean, did you prefer the old thumbnail? Do you like the new thumbnail? Um, I've got to reach a consistency at some point. So, we'll have to see. But, yeah, you know... Just would like a few more views. So by all means, if I've earned it today with the show or anything I've done in the past, please consider subscribing to the Broken Meeple channel and getting the clicking the bell to find out more about future videos. And if you want to support the channel even more, then please consider subscribing to the Patreon. You can click a link in the banner at the top of the YouTube page to get straight to the Patreon page where anything from a dollar a month would be greatly appreciated because, you know, this channel barely funds itself. And... I'm certainly going to be having a look at redoing some of the goals on the Patreon channel anyway. So I'm going to start thinking about, okay, well, maybe I can jig around these goals, lower them a bit, come up with other ideas. There's even something on Patreon that allows you to do basic merchandising, 
I think. You can get like mugs and stickers and things like that and Patreon sort out all the logistics for you. It sounds a little bit too good to be true, but might look into it. I mean, it will cut into my fee income a bit, you know, from Patreon. But if it gives people a chance to get something like a mug or anything like that, because people have asked me, you know, do you do t-shirts and things? And it's like, I haven't got the, the logistic and time to be able to do that. Maybe if uh, Patreon wants to do it and they can do it for a decent price, then maybe it's worth a shot. I don't know, but this is speculation at this point. So I'm going to wrap up here. This episode has gone on long enough. Uh, normal service will review, resume next week for a another standard episode. I'm not sure what it's going to be based on, though. It's probably going to be a general update, uh, but I'm thinking I might make a start on the BGD Top 100 because I wanted to go through the BGD Top 100 and go through the games and see what I thought. So can I do 100 in a 30-minute episode? Probably not. I suspect this might have to be a two-parter, but we'll see. Maybe I can speed run through it in 30 minutes. I mean, that'd be quite interesting, but we'll see. Anyway, until then, take care. Thanks for listening or watching, depending on your platform. And remember, as always, it's only a game. Take care, stay safe, and uh, just thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it.